0: Good morning. Welcome to Jesus and Coffee with Pastor Tom where we have a little bit of coffee and a whole lot of Jesus. Proverbs 28 verse 9 through 10. Let's jump right into scripture and see what the Lord has to say today. All right. Um, Verse 9 here says, if one turns away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer is an abomination. Now, there, there's a way to misinterpret this passage of Scripture, which can happen with just about any passage of Scripture. And this is why studying God's Word and understanding what's being said um, is important. Now, this is not saying that God doesn't hear the prayers of non-believers, per se. Okay? That's not what this is saying. Because how would anyone ever come to Christ if they couldn't cry out to God and repent and turn to him, right? Because there's a moment before they repent that they're not a believer or they reject God. And God works in their heart, right, and convicts them. And then they have a moment of prayer where they cry out. And we we were all there, right? All, All sinners who have turned to love the Lord and reject the sin have experienced that. That's called repentance. Okay, So that's not necessarily what this is saying. The idea here in verse 9 is th- this is more referring to people who use God or treat God as if he's a, a, a vending machine or um, treat God as if he is a subject in their kingdom, I guess would be a good way to say it. Because someone who turns away his he- ear from hearing the law is someone who might read the Bible or hear the message of God's word from the Bible and hear the law, okay? Now, the law, it's more referring to the idea of, of where God says this is right and this is wrong, okay? He's talking about sin. You know, sin is things that God disapproves of and does not please him and is against his original design of creation, okay? Okay. And so someone who turns away from that, someone who just ignores God's law and they they aren't obedient to him, they choose not to be obedient to him or to make excuses to not be obedient to him, and then they turn around and say, well, I'm a Christian and I'm a good Christian. I just don't want to follow that part of what God says in his word. Or, yeah, I see that that it says that in the Bible, but I change my views a little bit. I don't think all of the Bible is God's word. And that's how they justify sin in their life, this is what Solomon is saying about those people. Even their prayer is an abomination. God is disgusted with that. This is why it is so important that as you look at Scripture, you view Scripture as God's Word, that you view Scripture as something that is followed regardless of how you feel about it okay your feelings are not what's important god's feelings are what's important that's why the greatest commandment is to love god with all your heart you're putting him and his desires and what he wants first we know and learn what god wants by reading his word if the bible says it you hold to that and approve of it you don't reject it if you do According to this scripture here God's not just going to overlook that. He doesn't just overlook sin if you approve of sin Or you live in that sin and you approve of sin It's an abomination to the Lord for you to even go in prayer to him thinking that he's just okay with it when his word says otherwise Okay, so that's what this verse is saying here, and I think a lot of people have in, in our culture Especially here in America in the Christian church. They have this idea that they genuinely can just do what they want and accept what they want and God's just going to be okay with it right because he's a loving and forgiving God. So he's just going to love you and overlook the fact that you are embracing sin. That is not what the Bible says. God and sin, it's like oil and water. They cannot mix. God cannot approve of sin. He can't and he will not. Therefore, if you embrace and approve of sin, don't expect God to welcome you into his family. Expect him otherwise to view you with disgust. That's what this word abomination refers to. It's, it' denote in the Hebrew, original Hebrew, it denotes the idea of gross. and God has a, 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 a disgust, almost wants to make him, it makes him sick. When someone does this, someone lives in sin and approves of sin, and then comes to him as if he's just supposed to be okay with it, right? Well, you're a loving God, so I can do whatever I want and live however I want, and you're just going to love me anyway, right? That's not that's not how it works. That's not how it works. When you're disobedient to God by not following His word, that is sin. God cannot allow sin in His kingdom. Okay, So you cannot live in sin and approve of sin and be saved. That's essentially what this verse is saying and many other verses in Scripture. There's a difference there. Now obviously you're still going to struggle with sin as a Christian. But you don't approve of it and, and love it. right? You don't approve of it and embrace it. If it's a sin, you disapprove of it. And although you might be tempted and you might fail at times you fight it. You push against it. You reject it. That's what repentance is, to turn away from sin. You will struggle with sin the rest of your life, but you don't approve of it and embrace it. You reject it. Okay, verse 10 kind of falls into the same category here. Whoever misleads the upright into an evil way will fall into his own pit, but the blameless will have a goodly inheritance. I tell you what, at an alarming rate, churches. Churches in our culture are embracing sinful living, sinful lifestyle, and they are preaching and teaching that God is okay with it. And God is a God of love, so you can do whatever you want and live however you want, okay? And God's going to automatically forgive you, essentially, forgive you of of that sin that you are saying is not even a sin. But how how that can't work, it doesn't work, and it doesn't even make logical sense, right? <laughs> you reject God's word, it's like this you're, you're like the person who m- misleads and leads the upright into an evil way, and you're only digging a hole for yourself, you're digging a pit for yourself. There are a lot of spiritual leaders in different denominations and churches today who are approving of sin, thus rejecting God's word, thus rejecting God, okay? And this is how God views them right here. This is how God views them, as an abomination. It's disgusting to him. It's disgusting to him. You approve of sin, you reject God. That happens at the same time, whether you want to admit it or not. And if you say, well, I have rejected God, I still worship God. No, you have tried to form your own God. That's not the God of the Bible because you're rejecting his law. That's not the God. You are twisting his image. You are changing his image and who he is to fit your own desires, what you want. So ultimately, God is not God in your life anymore. You are God. You are telling God and everyone else who God is. Now, God has already stated who he is in his word. It's your job to be obedient to that, whether you like what he has to say or not. You follow God's word, thus follow the one true God. You change God's word, you are t- attempting to change the one true God. Therefore, you're not following the one true God anymore. You've created a new one. You've created a new one in your image, right? See how that's twisted? It's important it's important that we stand firm on God's word and be obedient to his word and honor him first and foremost regardless of what the world says about you or to you or thinks about you. You do not change for the world. You stand firm on God's word for him. At the end of the day, these passages are all about loving God with all your heart, putting him first, what he wants first. If you call him Lord, you treat him as Lord. You are obedient to him regardless of how you feel. Thank you for joining me today. Have a wonderful and blessed day. Seek first the kingdom of God. Take care. I'll see you again tomorrow. Bye.